Um, I got, we got an IBM and we got our dial up and I got on AOL. Um, and I mostly was on the internet, um, for fandoms. I was really into Xena warrior princess, which I'm sure you're yeah. very familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so a lot of the things that I learned about how to do things on the internet, how to get on IRC, I learned from people who were big, big Xena fans because I would go into chat rooms and I would say, you know, what does this mean? How do you do this? Um, and that's how I learned to internet. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode 88 of the WP Elevation podcast. Our feature guest this week comes all the way from Portland, Oregon. It is Coronda Adair, who describes herself as a WordPress consultant and developer. When I'm not making websites and my flying horse is tired, you'll probably find me on one of my five bicycles, reading a book, or trapped under a cat. That comes from Coronda's about page on her website. I came across Coronda because someone tweeted me and uh, mentioned that Coronda had given me a shout out at a presentation she gave at a WordCamp. So I followed the links through and ended up on her blog where she wrote a blog post about the people that had inspired her and uh, impacted on her business success. And I was the first person she mentioned, which I was completely humbled and chuffed by. So I reached out to her and said, hey, let's get on the podcast and have a chat. Coronda is giving away 20 copies of her forthcoming book called The Carvel Digital Guide to Websites That Work. And uh, there's a fantastic presentation, video presentation on her homepage at carveldigital.com. That's K-A-R-V-E-L digital.com, where she talks about the questions that you should ask as a WordPress consultant. And so in order to enter the competition this week, tell us the number one thing that you think clients need to know before they hire a web professional. The number one thing that you think clients need to know before they hire a web professional. I'll get Cronda to swing by in a couple of weeks and go through the comments and award those prizes. She's giving away, as I said, 20 copies of her forthcoming book, The Carvel Digital Guide to Websites That Work. Stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the only way to teach your clients how to use WordPress. The original plugin from 2008 that puts video tutorials in your client's WordPress dashboard to teach them how to use WordPress, how to use WooCommerce, SEO by Yoast, how to use Gravity Forms, and how to set up and read their Google Analytics reports. Of course, all the videos and the written manual are updated with every stable release of WordPress. You can add your own videos, your own custom videos for custom functionality like testimonials or staff profiles, for example. The Video User Manuals plugin is $24 a month or $240 a year. And you can take the Video User Manuals plugin for a spin on all of your client sites for just $1 for your first 30 days by going to videousermanuals.com slash podcast. That's videousermanuals.com slash podcast and you'll be able to access the plugin there for just $1 for your first month. Support for WP Elevation also comes from Audible. Audible has over 180,000 titles in their library of audiobooks. I love audiobooks. 
I listen to audiobooks whenever I'm not listening to podcasts. You can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a free 30-day trial by visiting wpelevation.com slash audible. That's wpelevation.com slash audible. Download a free audiobook right now and get a free 30-day trial of audible and start enjoying audiobooks when you're not listening to our podcast. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me Coronda Adair all the way from Portland, Oregon. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. Hey, Coronda, thank you very much for joining us on the WP Elevation podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Um, a quick competition announcement. Coronda is very kindly giving away, was it five? 20? 20. Oh, my 20. Lord. Coronda is giving away 20 copies of her forthcoming book, uh, the Carvel Digital Guide to Websites That Work, which is the working title, and that is due out roughly when? Uh, in the fall. Okay, which is the spring for us, right? Oh, yeah, so which is, September, October. Yeah, cool. Okay, so a few months away. Beautiful. So stick around for details on how you can enter that competition and uh, pick up a copy of Coronda's book. All right, hey, Coronda, before we start geeking off about all things WordPress, you know what's coming. When you are a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a kid, I hated that question so much <laughs> because I didn't really know. I didn't have that like thing that some people have. It's like, I'm going to do this. I had no idea. So I think the closest I could come was that I wanted to make a lot of money <laughs> So and I didn't want to have to answer to people. So so why? I mean, I'm curious as to why, why not having to answer to people was important to you when you were a kid. Is it still important to you? Yeah, it's it's more important now, actually. Right. And, what, and why, why is when that? I say anybody, I guess I mean like bosses, you know, like corporate, you know, I just, I don't do well in that environment, which is surprising how long it took me to actually figure out how to have my own business, um, given that's the case. If you look back at my reviews uh, of most of the jobs I had, it'll say things like really organized, really efficient, does the job well, um, needs attitude adjustment or not friendly enough or, you know, doesn't take orders well or something. So I don't know. There was that clue, like that big glaring clue staring at me the whole time, but it just yeah. it took a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so when, so when did you discover the internet and, and kind of realize that this was going to be something that you were going to pursue? Well, those two things actually were very far apart. So I discovered the internet around 1998. Um, I got, we got an IBM and we got our dial-up and I got on AOL. Um, and I mostly was on the internet um, for fandoms. I was really into Xena Warrior Princess, which I'm sure you're yeah. very familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And um, so a lot of the things that I learned about how to do things on the internet, how to get on IRC, I learned from people who were big, big Xena fans because I would go into chat rooms and I would say, you know, what does this mean? How do you do this? Um, and that's how I learned to internet. It's funny. There's a show on television. There was a show on television uh, here recently, a fantastic Australian drama called The Code. And one of the main characters was Lucy Lawless. Oh. Who, who played Xena. And my wife and I were watching this show and we're like, oh, where do we know her from? Where do we know her from? And then we looked at the cast and it said Lucy Lawless. And, I, and so I Googled Lucy Lawless and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Xena. And because it's been like, I don't know, like 20 years while. since Xena yeah. and now she looks completely different. But I, but then we're watching the show and we're like, that's Xena. That's Xena. And she's like 
doing you know this serious drama. And she was she's a great actor, by the way. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of a total blast from the past. Yeah, I met her once. You know, I, I went to conventions. Like I was in oh, for the whole deal. Oh wow! The whole, yeah, the whole enchilada. Like wow. I have stories, but we won't we won't go into that. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's how I got to to the internet. Wow. So so at what point did you start thinking that you could make a business out of the internet? Um, that only happened in let's see, probably around two thousand six. Um, I was, so I come from a retail background. I had a lot of jobs. I was a barista for a long time, uh, worked at Starbucks off and on for a while, ended up doing project management for what is now FedEx Kinko's, um, or FedEx office. Um, and then I got a job doing project management for a small kind of startup marketing agency who mostly did like mail mailings, um, basically junk mail, but, um, a little bit of web stuff. And so I would talk to our programmer and I'd say like, what does CSS even mean? I don't understand that. And, um, and I had a meeting with one of our, um, contractors. He, um, came in with his laptop I don't even remember what we met about. It was about a half hour. He left and it just hit me that he was probably making three times as much money as I was, <laughs> that he was jaunting around with his laptop. He could work anywhere. Um, and I thought that is what I want. That's the lifestyle that I want, you know, mm. um, and that he had his own business and, and didn't have to deal with my boss <laughs> on a daily <laughs> basis, you know, like he could come in and come out. So um, I literally left that meeting and went and started looking up community college and like, what, you know, what do I have to do to become a programmer? Um, and really just kind of went for it from there. And it took a, took a while. I ended up getting a whole degree, um, bachelor's degree. Um, so that, that was kind of, it was literally kind of a light bulb moment. And then I just like, didn't look back. Wow. So, so you actually got a bachelor degree what, in, 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 pro, in programming or computer science uh, or? I went to uh, the Art Institute of Portland, and I got a degree in web design and and interactive media. It's my official degree title. Cool. So yeah. um, I'm always fascinated by. I, I actually taught uh, e business at a private college here a couple of years ago, and uh, that like in, in the curriculum there was no mention of Twitter or Facebook at all. You know, and I was like, oh wow, I really need to kind of rewrite this curriculum. I'm always interested. Like, what what were they teaching you in the web design course back then, and how applicable was it to actually working on client sites in the real world um it was pretty good there there wasn't the focus on social media because it was still that wasn't a, a super huge thing but um i graduated in 2011 um a lot of our teachers were actually working professionals right. from around the community so um, one of the best things i got from school was just sort of an in uh, and the networking that comes with that. And, uh, you know, teachers would, teachers would come basically to poach students to hire at their agencies. <laughs> um, so, you know, so we were being taught by people who are in the field and who are working. So I got a lot of stuff, you know, and as soon as I was told something that was like, okay, this is what professionals do. Like professionals, you know, learn Git and use version control. And then I would do that. Even if it was just me doing my student project and practicing version control, um, you know, someone was like, this is what the pros do. I'm like, great, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so it was pretty good. Um, and I actually took up one freelancing class um, and I, I used some stuff that I learned from that today. And I actually ran into the teacher a couple of weeks ago and got to thank her. So awesome. it, was, it was pretty good. 
Nice. What, do you remember? What, do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? I don't. Um, I I know I started. I think with TypePad. Oh yeah. And um, well, actually, maybe. I went to my first WordCamp while I was still in school and I remember registering for WordCamp and they ask you, you know, what's your blog address? And I was on Blogger at the time and I was like, I can't go to WordCamp with this Blogger blog. <laughs> and so I actually signed up on WordPress.com like that instant so that I could put a WordPress.com address into, into my, you know, application. So that was actually probably the first time. So that was probably maybe like 2009 and did you, so did you instantly think that this was something that you could use for client sites or was it just to publish your own blog to begin with? Um, well, first of all, for me, because I've been blogging for a long time, I, I go way back to the live journal days. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I still technically have a live journal account. Um, so first of all, I thought it'd be good for me. So I actually, you know, transferred all my blogger stuff over um, and I ended up on a self-hosted WordPress install. Um, and then I wasn't thinking so much about clients cause I was still kind of early in my school career. I think I was in the point of, am I ever going to get this? I don't know if I did the right thing. <laughs> um, so I didn't think about it for client sites later, but I did make my first client site while I was still in school, probably a year, maybe a year later. Um, and I, because I don't do design now, cause one of the things I learned in school is that I don't like to design and I'm not that great at it, but um, I had to do it. So I did a custom design and a custom WordPress theme. And that was my first time building a site was this custom theme. And there was a lot of like head banging and, and frustration and, but it was a really good experience. And that site is still on the internet and it's actually still in my portfolio. I'm like fine for people to see it. Um, and so that was, you know, I think it's good to, if you're going to go into this, know how to do that, like know what's going on under, under the hood. And now it's, it's, there's so much more even going on. Like WordPress just keeps getting, you know, bigger and better. Yeah. It's, it's growing, it's growing exponentially. I mean, we're just, I mean, just to give you one example, we're chatting uh, this morning when I got in, it's like, we have so many people lined up to be on this podcast. It's ridiculous. And it's and we're, like, we booked up. As you know, I and mean, we, we bumped you once and already and, you know, we're, we're, we're booked up so far in advance and it's like, I just can't see this thing slowing down. It's like a juggernaut WordPress, um, which is a nice segue into my next question. How do you kind of stand out from, like, how do you describe what it is you do in one sentence as opposed to every other WordPress developer? So I actually worked on my uh, elevator pitch recently and what I tell people is that I help businesses get more customers on the internet without being overwhelmed by technology. Nice. I really like that a lot. And I, I worked on that and I tried it out at a meetup and every head turned. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I think that's, that's yeah. the one. Because you, you, um, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the blueprint that I've always learnt and used for a elevator pitch is basically, you know, uh, target audience, big benefit, big headache. And you've, you've got that there, you know, w without being overwhelmed by the technology, I think is a really nice distinction. So basically what you're saying is I'm going to make your life easy, not be a pain in the neck. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so what do you spend most of your time actually doing? Are you, are you a developer or are you more sort of consulting on solutions? Um, I still identify as a developer, but I'm doing that personally less and less. Um, I just finished um, 
the 10K boot camp. Uh-huh. Um, and so that kind of really blew my mind and supercharged my business in a lot of good ways. And so one thing that I came out of that with is I definitely need to expand. So I'm kind of in a growth phase. I immediately you know, went out and got some project management help, but I'm starting to contract out some of my development. Um, so I spend a lot of my time doing discovery because that was one of the things that I came away with. Even though I had started doing that before boot camp, I really came out of that with sort of an interaction model for selling. And um, so I spend a lot of time now doing discovery with people, um, but that really pays off at the end. Mm. And I'm like, now I have a supply problem. I'm like, oh, who's going to do all this work? You know, mm. I got to find somebody. Um, so I'm just kind of expanding my network of, you know, people that I can subcontract to and, and also other, other niche professionals, copywriting and um, SEO and, and all those kinds of services. Nice. Um, for those that don't know, Kronda is talking about the uh, 10K bootcamp over at YouGurus run by Brent yeah. Weaver. In fact, I might even, um, they open that up periodically, so I might even stick a link to that in the show notes so that you can go and check that out, what that's all about. Brent Weaver is a uh, really good operator over there at YouGurus and we're big fans. We've had him on the podcast and we do partner from time to time. So um, it's good to hear someone that's been through that uh, process and, and come out of it and feeling energised and inspired about, about the business. Um, What's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? Um, usually excitement. Like uh. I, I actually go to bed thinking, okay, what do, what do I need to get done tomorrow? Because awesome. um, there's just there's so much, and especially since boot camp, there's just so much that I want to do, and there's only so many hours in the day, and so I'm usually, you know, my wife's like, okay, chill out, go to bed. Like <laughs> we're sleeping now. Stop thinking about work. Uh. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and what do you do? What do you do when you're not working? How do you how do you uh, keep your head from exploding? Um, I do a few more house projects than I would like. Um, we recently moved. Uh, well, recently, last June we moved, but you know it takes a while to settle in. So we did things like we made a new garden bed in our new yard, and I planted sugar snap peas because I'm super addicted to those and. <laughs> Um, I manage a Twitter account for my cats. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. State of the cat. You can follow my, my kitties. They're Is that right? Cat. Yep. State of, state of the cat on Twitter. Yep. Okay. Oz and Xander. I'm going to put a link um, to that in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get a huge boost in followers. They'll be thrilled. Um, so yeah, so a lot of like house stuff, hanging out with my wife. She's got a, she's a nurse, so she's got a weird schedule. So I try to kind of take odd days off sometimes so we can hang out and get things done. And and then I've got, um, uh, and I'm an avid cyclist, so I've got five bikes, um, all different sort of purposed bikes, cargo and road and mountain. And so I try to get out on those. And uh, if, if it's a really good weekend, I might even get a little reading done. <laughs> Um, I love to read and it kind of died out when I started school and I haven't quite grabbed it back yet, but, um, that's one of my favorite things to do. What, do you read fiction or nonfiction? Uh, both. Um, and especially when I came out of school and, um, just sort of needed to decompress, I read a lot of really just like, not trashy, but a lot of like urban fantasy. Sure. <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just totally escapist kind of stuff and then and then i read to some like business books and and things like that awesome um 
If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing in the business in the next week, what would it be? Um, I would definitely download my brain into some sort of documentation system because that is the one thing, you know, I think that's holding me back the most, you know, even if you want to bring on people to help you, they also, they have to know how to help you. And so mm. getting, getting stuff out of your head, I'm a huge fan of documentation. I've been thinking about it probably for a year. Um, and I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to do this before I have to expand and it'll be awesome. And of course I haven't had time to do that. So that's probably the biggest thing. You know, it's really interesting. I'm going to share something with you. Um, my mate, David Jennings, who is a great buddy of mine here in Melbourne, he, he's an online marketer, he's got an SEO company, a video production company, and he is huge on systems. And we both, when, whenever we get together, we just geek off about systems and processes. He taught me the system for creating systems. And this, <laughs> this changed my business. I hired a virtual assistant through Zertual.com, who are a US-based virtual assistants. <clears throat> there goes the poster in the background. Um, <laughs> I, I hired Kristen through Zertual. And then what I did is every task in the business that I knew, every task in the, in the business that I knew was repetitive, that in other words, something that had to be done more than once, I made a little video to screencast the process I sent it over to Kristen on an unlisted YouTube link and she would then go through that video and turn it into a process with screenshots from the video and full documentation of the process. And that then when we hired Jin full-time here in Melbourne, I had kind of this operations manual that I gave her, which was by no means perfect, but it was a starting point. And then mm -hmm. Jin has systematically gone through and improved those systems. But that changed everything. And what I loved about working with Kristen in the States is because of the time zone difference, I would, I would make a video last thing at night and send it off to her. I'd go to bed and I'd wake up in the morning with an inbox full of goodness, this fantastic process with these screenshots, and I'd be like, yes, this is awesome. All um, right. So anyway, there you go. There's a little nugget for you. Um, That's a big nugget. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, um, so now I've got to ask, I was completely chuffed, and the, the way I found you is that somebody tweeted, I think, that you mentioned me at a WordCamp. And so then I kind of went digging around, like, who's talking about me at WordCamp? And I found this blog post that you wrote, uh, How I Learned to Run a Successful Web Business. And, um, so, and, you, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes, but you mentioned me as someone who has been a, a, an impact on your business, and I'm humbled by that, and, and thank you for, for writing about it. So my question is, how did you f come across us in the first place? Uh, let's see, I think it was... Uh, like a year and a half ago, maybe, um, I found video user manuals and I don't remember exactly how. Um, and I didn't even have that many clients, but when I saw it, I knew the value of it. Like I, I, it was, you were having some kind of cyber Monday or something mm -hmm. ridiculous deal on it. And I, that felt like Christmas to me. I was like, that, that is what I need right there. Like, even if, you know, even if I only have like three clients right now, but they don't call me, like they don't call me and ask me like, how do I upload an image or how do they, they don't do that. And, you know, and even if they do, like you've got the, the magic video link thing and I just send them that, like I did that probably a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. Oh yes. Yeah. Somebody uses it. <laughs> I totally use that. And, um, so yeah, so I, I, I bought that and I, I love it and I put it on all my client sites and then, you know, and then of course I started getting the emails. 
Um, and so like basically every webinar, every cross marketing, you know, if I got a thing, I found Ruben of bid sketch through you. I started like, I, I literally, I think I went to one of your webinars in December or early January and spent the first month of the year, like revamping everything in my business based on a couple of webinars that you did. And so, you know, and then I'd start reading the bid sketch blog, which has a ton of useful information and just, you know, just kind of like jumping from stone to stone, like all these people with all this great content. And, uh, so, and then now, um, you know, I get, now I get the request for a lot of coffee dates, a lot of like, Oh, I gotta take you out to lunch and like, tell me what you know. And I'll be like, Nope, here's a blog post. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, so I wrote that blog post, you know, I've, I'd been thinking about it, and boot camp was just about to end, and, and people were asking me that stuff, and I'm like, I gotta get this out, you know, like, so that, you know, it's a resource for people. It's an epic blog post, I'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes, and it's kind of funny, because I, I was reading through it, um, and, you know, you mentioned myself, and then Ruben Gomez, and then Brennan Dunn, and Nathan Barry, and James Clear, and Brent Weaver, and I'm going, oh, wow, this is awesome, like... I can totally see the connection here. What the, what, what the question I've got is, you know, you're obviously someone, and you, you've put it here in a, a, a clickable um, tweet uh, here, success is simple. Find someone who fits your definition of success and then do what they do. And I can't remember who originally quoted that. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, um, how, you know, there, when I first started out, and I know a lot of people, when they first start out, they might be too proud or... or um, or too stubborn to reach out and ask people for help. How do you like what? What? Do you, what? Why do you think you're one of those people that? What's the mindset around going? Well, I don't know the answer to this. I want someone. I want to model my business on other people have succeeded. Like, what? What is the mindset around that? Rather than just going, ah, oh, you know, I'll figure this out myself, and I don't need any help. Um, I think it's part not. I, I'm not someone who really cares a lot what other people think. So I'm not worried about like, what am I going to look like if I do X? Um, that's part of it. And then the other part of it is laziness, right? Like, I don't want to make all those mistakes myself. Like, why? You guys have all done them. I could, And you're, you know, taking time out of your day to share a bunch of really amazing information. So why wouldn't I grab onto that? Um, and then I turn right around and I start sharing it with anyone who will listen because, you know, you just, especially I'm in the third year of my business and to be getting that information so early on, like that's gold. And if I can turn around to someone who's just starting to freelance or they're in their first year and even if they don't absorb it yet, but if you can just say to them, look. I know what you're doing now because everybody does this at the beginning, but this is what you need to head for. Um, and even if it takes them a while to get there, because, you you know, to do a lot of the stuff that all you guys are teaching, you have to have the confidence. Um, you know, you got to have the mindset. Um, and those things don't come overnight. But, but just to know, and I, I remember I talked to Brent, um, I don't know, a few months ago, he kind of did a we didn't have time to answer all the questions after this webinar. So you can make a 15 minute appointment with me. So I like you know, latched onto that right away and started talking with him. And he said, wow, you're in the second year of your business and you're already talking about, you know, pricing on value and doing all this stuff that took me like seven, eight, 10 years to learn. And so if you can get that shortcut, you know, you can really kind of supercharge your business um, early on and not have to quit. Right. Cause the, 
the thing that happens is you either learn how to run a business or you go and look for a job. Yeah. Um, you on your on the homepage of your video. Uh, uh, sorry, on the video on your homepage. And by the way, I'm probably totally going to steal this idea because I love it so much. Um, <laughs> there's <laughs> a um, there's a video, a very short video, like a five minute video of you speaking at a conference called Ignite Twelve Portland. Is it? Is it Ignite yeah, Portland? It, right. Yeah. So the Ignite concept actually happens all over the world. So right. we do Ignite Portland. And it's sort of a, a Pecha Kucha style talk, meaning you've got five minutes, you've got 20 slides, the slides auto uh, advance, you have no control over them. Wow. And so you pick a topic that you're passionate about and you, you know, and you talk about it for five minutes. Wow. And no notes, you got to memorize. Um, Sweet. I yeah, like that so a lot. I that and there, I was just running into a lot of like really horrible, horrible websites at the time. And so I was like, okay, this is what I want to say. So I want to talk about the content of this presentation in a moment. But first of all, I want to talk about, you know, this, again, this, um, I think there's something that we can learn from people who are prepared to put themselves out there in front of a room full of people and speak publicly. Now, whether that's, you know, doing that on a podcast, whether it's doing it in a room, whether it's doing it via webinar or whatever it is, but actually putting yourself in the public eye and saying, well, hey, here's what I know and I'm going to share it with you. Do you have the usual kind of fear of that you have to overcome to get up there and do that? Or is it something that just comes naturally to you? Uh, I don't have any fear about it. It's really? not a big deal. No, I, it might be genetic. My dad um, does sort of human resources and diversity training and he's was has been a public speaker for as long as I can remember. And my mom, on the other hand, would not do that, you know, for anything. Um, but uh, so I might get that from my dad where I just it just doesn't phase me at all because it's just happens to be more people than a room full. But it's still just people. Um, so I might get like a little bit jittery or whatever, but I, I generally not phased. I went to um, Lesbians Who Tech San Francisco last year and um, that was 800 people um, that I did a 10 minute talk for and, wow. and didn't have slides. Everybody else had slides and the organizer was kind of freaking out like, oh, you're going to have slides. I said, no, no, it's going to be fine. I'm just talking about, you know, my experience. People will listen. It's going to be fine. And it went really well. And she was like, you were right. I'm like, I told you. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so because a lot of people like i see the benefit of speaking in front of people there are so many benefits you could do a whole podcast episode on the benefits of public speaking um but a lot of people just can't get out of their own way long enough to do it a lot of people freak out at the idea of doing it um so i don't know i mean i'm kind of totally putting you on the spot here but do you have any advice for someone who really wants to do it but is just paralyzed by the fear um I would say start with something super small, like a meetup. Um, you know, I go to the WordPress meetup uh, in Portland, and that's that's like, you know, 20, 25, 30 people. Um, that's kind of a good baby step to start with. And also think about the fact that you're actually doing people a favor by sharing what you know. Like that's, you know, a lot of the barrier for people is like, I don't know enough and they don't, they don't understand the value of what they know because they feel like, well, doesn't everybody know this? And 
And everybody doesn't know this. And so you sharing it is actually helping people. And if you can get to the point where you frame it in those terms, that can make it maybe a little less scary. And the other thing is that, you know, it's not actually practical for everybody to do public speaking. You know, you might, um, you know, I know a lot of women on the internet who deal with safety issues and harassment issues and, you know, don't necessarily like, unfortunately being a woman on the internet and getting to a certain level is becomes a little bit dangerous. Mm. So, um, you know, I'm not telling everybody like, Oh, this is the only way you can do it. Like Paul Jarvis is a great example of someone who's an introvert, um, but who has a huge email list and a huge blog following and a huge wait list for his services. He's always booked months out. So you can run a successful business without doing that. But if you're just kind of like trying to get over the hump and the shyness, then then think about, you know, that you could be helping the people that you're sharing your knowledge with. Amy Porterfield said this great thing. Um, can you hear that? Buzzing? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what's going on. I think someone's renovating upstairs. Anyway, uh, I might be able to edit that out or I might just leave it in. Um, <clears throat> Amy Porterfield said this great thing in a podcast recently. She said every time she goes to make a video – which kind of freaks her out. She's not that comfortable in front of the camera. Um, every time she goes to make a video, if she gets a little bit nervous or starts to freak out, she just reminds herself that if she doesn't do the video, she's actually doing a disservice to her audience. And so that is enough for her to get out of her own way and just do it for her audience. And I just think that's such great advice. Just remember the people that, you, you, that you're here to serve and that this content is for them and that hopefully will be enough to put your own fears to one side and just do it anyway. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Um, okay, so now I wanted to talk about the content of this presentation that you did at Ignite Portland because uh, essentially it's about asking the right questions with clients, which is something that I'm really passionate about. <clears throat> and one of the things I wanted to talk about is one of the questions I've got for you is, you know, sometimes when you, like, when you first meet a client and they've got you in this kind of box as a web developer or a web designer and you start asking questions that for them – aren't the kinds of questions that a web designer should be asking them. They sometimes, they, they, it sometimes gets a little uncomfortable or a little bit awkward. I'm just wondering if you've had that experience at all in the past. Um, I've only started really doing discovery in the way that I do it now, um, really like since December. So what, four, four or five months. Um, and I started doing that, you know, with a client that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest well, it is the largest project that I've sold to date um, by several orders of magnitude. And so one of the things that made me know I was on the right track is that, you know, I said, well, I know that you have a project that's big and complex and we're never going to be able to sit down in an hour or two hours and unpack it all. So I said, hey, why don't you pay me this money and we'll do discovery and we'll spend, you know, four or five, six weeks like digging into it. And I quoted him a price that was larger than what I'd ever charged anyone for an entire website to do discovery. And he said, okay, let's go. And I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. <laughs> like like yeah. someone who's serious about growing their business and understands that the value that you bring to it. Um, those are the people that, you know, you should get excited about and that you're looking for. Um, and I really haven't had a lot of resistance. I kind of frame it in terms of, you know, there's no way we're going to sit down for an hour and figure out all the real problems that we need to solve. So let's invest some time. Even people who are busy. I have a client who's 
been with me a while. I've just been doing like updates. You know, she calls me and says, Oh, can you put this on my website? I do it. Um, she's finally ready to, you know, kind of revamp the whole thing. And she's super busy. She's someone who's a mechanical engineer, an author, a playwright, a musician. Like she doesn't have a lot of time. And I got her to sit down for, you know, three discovery meetings because she saw the value in it, especially when we started talking and I started explaining to her about, you know, let's, let's figure out who your audience is and let's talk about strategy and tactics. And if you can get somebody to sit down for one or two meetings, like they will start to see the value of it. Um, and if you can't get them to, then they're probably not who you want to be talking to. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, one of the, the kind of a heart moments I always have when I sit down with people to do discovery is um, this is the, usually the first time that they've actually given themselves the space and the time to explore what this actually means to their business. And they start having all these kind of light bulb moments about their own business during that discovery process. And what I've found in the past is that they're really grateful for the opportunity to actually sit down and nut this stuff out. So, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. If they can't make the time to do that, then maybe they're not a good fit anyway, because they're probably not going to be fully committed to the project as much as they need to be. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, WP Elevation, for those that don't know, is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So we're going to hit the elevation round right now. I'm going to ask Karonda a series of quick questions and hopefully she's going to give me a series of quick answers off the top of her head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, what's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? Their value. Yes. Uh, There's the V word. Yeah. Just had a talk with this about with someone who was making super cheap website for a lawyer. And I said, well, you know, lawyers charge $300 an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what is, you know, if you bring them, you know, two or three or four or five clients a month, like what, you know, think about that. And that was a light bulb moment for her. So Nice. What's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Um, this is going to sound super cheesy, but being myself, um, I've, I think, you know, the more, the thing that you have to offer is, is you and that you're different from everybody else. And when you don't edit that and kind of let your freak flag fly, you're going to attract the people to you that you want. You're going to keep the people away from you that you don't want. Totally. I could not agree with you more. It is brilliant advice. How do you stop competing on price? Do discovery. Yes. (laughs) Any tips on writing better proposals? Uh, do discovery and then write about all their pains that they told you about in the yes, proposal. Yes, 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 yes. Um, by the way, I haven't sent you a script in advance here, have I? Like, <laughs> these are just your answers, right? I promise Troy has not sent me a script in advance. Excellent. Because uh, you preach to the converted. I love everything you're saying here. Um, do you have a favorite tool or system for CRM? Um, I'm really bad at CRM, but I have sort of a system with Trello um, that I've hooked my gravity forms up to Trello. um, And and like when I'm out and about at meetups, I will take a picture of a business card and just make kind of notes about, you know, where I met someone and what I talked to them about. And then I'm trying out Nimble, although I'm not been a very good Nimble user, Nimble.com. Yeah, I did use Nimble, of course, because I've used everything. Um, (laughs) I probably still have an account with them. Uh, Nimble, yeah, nice. All right, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Hey, uh, what's the best way to keep a project and a client on track? Weekly standing meeting. Yes, love it. Uh, Any ideas for getting referrals from existing customers? Uh, Make them happy and then ask. Very good. And uh, what is the number one thing that you can do to differentiate yourself? Uh, again, just be yourself. Um, I had coffee today with a client who lives in Zurich, 
but is from Texas and is visiting Portland. And when I, when he filled out my inquiry form, there's this thing that says, how did you find me? And he found me because I was fighting with someone he knew on Twitter. And <laughs> he liked what I was saying, went and read my blog and then thought, I need a WordPress developer and came and found me. So I love it. Yourself. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Awesome. Hey, thank you for getting us through the elevation round. What's the future for Carvel Digital? Where do you where do you want this to be in twelve months' time? If it all goes swimmingly to plan, Coronda, where will you be in a year's time? Um, well, so I I told my wife it's our ten year anniversary next January, and we're planning to go to Hawaii. And I told her um, my goal is to leave my computer at home. So wow. I want to you know build an actual business that runs when I'm not here um and kind of do the uh, virtual agency kind of model so um really like lean but also um really efficient and so i can have actual work-life balance and uh, and enjoy my life great do you have um do you have you managed to build some kind of recurring revenue streams into the business yet um, I am working on, I just went to your webinar, webinar about uh, maintenance plans. So I'm working on getting that uh, released, hopefully before I go on vacation. Um, and, uh, and I'm also, that's part of the motivation for the book. Ah, very good. Excellent. I'll put a link to that webinar in the show notes too, because I think it probably is one of the best webinars we've ever run. And it certainly has had a lot of uh, uh, great feedback um, on how to sell maintenance plans. Awesome. Hey, um, just before we wrap up, what is the number one piece of advice you would give any entrepreneur trying to build their own business? Oh, um, probably to know that everybody who is doing this at some point has idea what they're doing, um, and that point might be weekly or daily. Um, I think you know, the people that I talk to who sort of are watching what I do and, and maybe aspire to do what I do, but are afraid to do what I do think that maybe I'm kind of some kind of special snowflake or I know something that they don't. Um, I don't like everybody is just figuring it out. And, you know, the, uh, the catalyst for me to actually start my own business was that I got fired from my job for quote unquote culture fit. Um, which is just a ridiculous made up thing. Um, but you know, having gone into the industry with the, the goal of sort of someday working for myself, I just thought, Oh, this is, this means I'm supposed to start <laughs> now. And you know, that business is still going and he's a disaster. Like the guy that runs that, I'm like, well, if he can have a business, then I can run a business. And, um, so, and that means you listening can also run a business. Awesome. That is so, it's so true. And I'm so glad that you shared that because, um, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I had no role models. I, I think I was the first person in my family to actually go into business for myself. And you're right, we are all just figuring this out uh, as, as we go and learning from each other. And um, I think that's one of the truly remarkable things and the really special things about the WordPress space that I've never experienced anywhere else is the sense of community and the willingness of people just to help each other out. Um, so that's that's great advice, and thank you for sharing uh, sharing that part of your story with us. Hey, where can people reach out? And thank you for this interview, Kronda. Uh You can reach me on Twitter at Carvel Digital, um, or also at Caronda, um, which is my personal account, um, or at either of the websites of the same name. <laughs> Beautiful, awesome. Um, final question: Who would you like me to try and interview, and why? 
Um, I think you should interview Tamala Huntley, tamalahuntley.com. Um, she runs a WordPress based business and she helps consultants, um, kind of supercharge their business. Uh, she is a WP elevation member and she's in one of your marketing groups. And when I look at, I found her on Twitter a while back and I just looked at her site and I feel like she's really killing it and like doing a lot of great things. And I personally would love to know how she got there. Cool. Well, there you go. Tamala Huntley. I'm coming to get you for the podcast courtesy of Coronda from Carvel Digital so uh, we will definitely get in touch I'm looking at Tamala's website right now and that face is definitely familiar so uh, I know who you're talking about I will definitely uh, get in contact with Tamala and get her on the podcast awesome thank you so much for spending uh, over 40 minutes here with us on the podcast and thank you for all your patience too because we did muck you around with a couple of appointments so I really appreciate your flexibility have a great vacation I hope you get the four days worth of work you need to get done in the next two days before you go on holiday. Sleep is for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hey, uh, thanks again, and I wish you all the best for the future, and I look forward to staying in touch. All right. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Kronda. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals. You can get the plugin for just $1 for your first month by going to videousermanuals.com slash podcast. Support for WP Elevation also comes from Audible. You can get your free audio book and a free 30-day trial by visiting wpelevation.com slash audible. That's wpelevation.com slash audible. Please subscribe to the WP Elevation podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating and a review. All the links and everything we spoke about in this episode will, of course, be in the show notes, which are at wpelevation.com slash Coronda Adair. That's spelled K-R-O-N-D-A-A-D-A-I-R, Coronda Adair. All one word, all lowercase, no spaces, hyphens, underscores, or any other funny business. Uh, wpelevation.com slash Coronda Adair and remember to leave a comment underneath this episode to enter the competition tell us the number one thing you think clients need to know before they hire a web professional and Coronda is giving away 20 copies of her forthcoming book The Carvel Digital Guide to Websites That Work next week on the episode we have Shane Maloch from Thrive Themes of course the guy behind the Thrive Content Builder and the new Thrive Leads plugin Uh, I'm looking forward to that episode. I hope you are too. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Elevate.